Welcome to the Better Modesto Show here on Power Talk 1360 AM KFIV or live on your iHeart Radio app. I'm your host, Chris Rickey, and my co-host is Jim Applegate, who is currently on sabbatical. He's been on sabbatical for a while now, but we're going to get him back soon, right, Jim? 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 Anyway, today I am proud to welcome uh, Todd Aronson. He is the CEO of the Modesto Convention and Visitors Bureau, a man I have known for far, far too long. Todd, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Um, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say thank you after that or ask if Jim can come <laughs> back from sabbatical. <laughs> well, you know, Jim's been on sabbatical for a while and you know what? Hats off to him. That's, that's like, a, like a big bonus of being a member of the clergy, you know? You have to take time to reflect and, you know, figure out the meaning of life and stuff. So I'm not so going to hate can't on do, that. Right. We, we can't do the Jim's not here, man. I know. I know. Well, don't worry. We'll get. We will get. We will have you back on with Jim because he's a far better human being than I am. I, I aspire to to reach that level. You know. I'm not going to touch that line. I'll just wait for Jim. <laughs> Fair enough, man. But hey, so you are the CEO of the Convention and Visitors Bureau here at Modesto, and your gig essentially is to um, is to make sure that we get some tourism and stuff here. I've been pretty excited about um, the work you've been doing, but when did you start with the Modesto Conventions and Convention and Visitors Bureau, and and kind of how that how that happened? Well, we we first let me uh, clarify. Even though our business legal name is the Modesto Convention Visitors Bureau, we go by Visit Modesto. It's got a a, a better sound, better appeal. Um, it's you know, it's Visit San Francisco, Visit this, Visit that. So. Um, so what you're saying is I'm, I'm giving outdated information to my audience. Um, far be it for you to give outdated <laughs> information. All right, man. Well, we'll, we'll visit Modesto, the CEO of Visit Modesto, Todd Aronson. Let's try it again. Welcome to the show, Todd. Thanks Great. For Thanks for here. having me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, you know, I, uh, I was brought on by the board of directors in uh, June of 2019 when the CVB or Visit Modesto was relaunching. Uh, for several years, it had been a department of the city of Modesto and the city wanted to relaunch it as 501c6 back on its own feet in an independent organization. Uh, and I have a very steep uh, background in tourism, and uh, I was fortunate enough to have the board uh, ask me to become the CEO. And uh, it's been an incredible journey ever since. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty—it's a pretty crazy decision to put a guy that's been doing marketing for the last twenty years in charge of the uh, visit Modesto. It's, I, yeah, it's a crazy thing. Well, you know, the the current the one of the reasons why the program is no longer called Convention Visitors Bureau is because the industry has changed the way they look at tourism and our organizations are now called destination marketing organizations or DMOs. So when I go to national conferences, we're referred to as DMOs, even when I'm applying uh, or joining different 
groups, uh, whether it's the World Food Travel Association uh, or U.S. Travel, they call us a DMO. Uh, so they really are marketing organizations. Yeah, and that's, I couldn't agree more. It's such an important piece and something that I think Modesto has a lot of potential in. So tell me more about your main purpose, the organization, like just to bring, is it to bring tourism and events to the, to the, you know, to Modesto or what's, what are you guys trying to do? Actually, it's, it's a little bit of everything. There are people who travel for business. There are people who travel to Yosemite or up and down the state. Anyone who travels between Seattle and San Diego has the potential to stop in Modesto, whether it's pleasure, business, uh, convention, to stop, eat, and just gas up on a long road trip, uh, or if they're traveling to national parks. So our role is to make sure that anybody who has an option to travel regionally near or towards this area makes this their stop over Turlock, Manteca, Lodi, et cetera, et cetera, that we're, we're the choice to stay um, and, gen and, and support our businesses, hotels, uh, hospitality industry, and more. What would you say like the biggest challenges that you're facing you know, in your position right now? Honestly, I believe the biggest challenge is the way we look at ourselves as Modestans, that um, all too often I will hear from locals, why Modesto? Uh, and, and I think that overcoming our opinion of ourselves, our opinion of our community is really the biggest hindrance to spreading the word because we all have social media accounts with hundreds or thousands or in, in your case, a couple followers. Um, but we, we have the opportunity to often say that, you know, I live in a great place and here's 10 reasons why, or I went to LaGrange today and I hiked up the river to the dam, or I was at Knight's Ferry and I walked across the longest covered bridge west of the Mississippi, or I went on an almond blossom cruise, or I was at the farmer's market, or I took a mural walk, or I went downtown on Friday night and there was music and great restaurants and dynamite food, or I went shopping at the largest mall in central California and there's over a hundred stores, or, or, or. Um, it's how we speak of ourselves that I believe has the greatest challenge. Agreed. I think that our self-perception and our kind of self-flagellation that we seem to be just unable to get out of for the past, as long as I've lived here, um, it creates this kind of vicious circle of self-destruction in our image yeah. and makes it harder to market ourselves. Yeah, I think that's what's great about the new leadership in the city and what I've seen happening for the last couple of years is we, we previously felt that we were a one or two dimensional community. Um, and it's really cool now to hear people talking about the very diverse community we have, whether it's ethnically diverse or um, cuisine diverse or parks diverse, et cetera. Um, uh, that's it's an exciting time yeah it is I think times are times are hopefully changing you know we're definitely looking at things differently and being more aggressive and I think if we can also address what we're kind of you know coming up with new attractions and new ideas to make our to take advantage of our strengths you know I hope we also 
take time to address, you know, some of our weaknesses as well. Um, some of that, I think, includes some of the stuff that you've done this year. Like, I think that the job may have changed a little bit with COVID. How, how'd that go? Well, I think everybody's job changed with COVID. Um, it's, it's not how you act, it's how you react. And in the hospitality industry, if we have the opportunity to see trends very quickly when they hit the financial markets. So as COVID was hitting Asia and word was starting to spread, we saw worldwide what was happening with the decline in travel, whether it was by air, hotel occupancy, people were by the end, middle of February, um, travel had dropped almost 25% uh, worldwide. Uh, and then it started to drop more. So we had warnings what was happening way back at the beginning of February, if not earlier. So we were able to look internally at our organization, say, okay, we have to prepare for something major. Um, and we were able to take a breath and, and determine what we want to do as the world changes. Yeah. And I mean, it did change dramatically. You look at not only um, your just traditional travel things, like, you know, I had a bunch of trips in 2020 that we just canceled conventions that we just canceled um, all sorts of opportunities that normally that you would do to travel that you just didn't do. Um, but it also, it changed the way that uh, the people traveled locally, you know? Well, and, and that's what we took a look at. And we said, how do people travel locally? What are their needs and how do we communicate that Modesto is a great place to stop at um, based on those needs? Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break here on the Better Modesto Show here on Power Talk 1360 AMKFIV. Also available in your pocket at any time on the iHeartRadio app. My co host is Jim Applegate. My guest, Todd Aronson, the CEO of Visit Modesto. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how Visit Modesto innovated uh, during COVID and really made the most of it here on Power Talk. All right, welcome back everybody to the Better Modesto Show here on, you guessed it, Power Talk 1360 AM KFIV or on your iHeartRadio app. I'm your host, Chris Rickey, and I'm also the city council person representing Modesto's fantastic District 3. My co-host is Jim Applegate, and today we are speaking with Todd Aronson, the CEO of Visit Modesto. And what a time to be CEO of Visit Modesto, huh, Todd? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's been a wild ride for the last uh, 24 months, and especially the last 18. Uh, but we're not alone in that, and, and we're fortunate to be here talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I am really impressed with how you took, you know, the crazy curveball that the world has thrown at us with COVID-19 and really developed some pretty interesting, um, you know, new attractions for our community. Um, tell me a little bit about how, a little more about how you guys came to 
create these new attractions for our area and give me some examples of what you guys have done. Yeah, so when, by the time April 1st rolled around, we were sitting down as a marketing team, a marketing group and saying, okay, what's happening next? One, how are people consuming and digesting information right now? And once we realized, okay, social media is the all-powerful, Google uh, is now more important than ever before while everybody's in this work from home, uh, what the heck is going on in the world, um, we realized we needed to get incredibly aggressive in the digital platform uh, and how we communicate. So we stepped up all of our assets in those areas and felt that in our industry for hospitality, we needed not only to communicate to our partners of what's happening nationally, internationally, um, statewide, and what the trends or rules and regulations are, but also to the public to say, here's what you can and can't do. Um, you know, so April led to May, uh, and we started working with the restaurants in Modesto about what is it going to be like when the state reopens? And we came up with a plan. Um, and actually the restaurants came up with a plan. We communicated the message of what a most certified restaurant is. And we worked on that with the restaurant ownership group um, from the 1st of May. And we were ready on the 27th of May when the governor opened up the spigot a little bit. And, and we announced the Mo certified restaurant program. Uh, within an hour of the governor's announcement and our restaurants were doing fantastic for the next six weeks. We, we had to take it on a case by case basis, uh, Chris. Yeah, I mean, some of these programs worked. I, I mean, they got a lot of traction and they helped a lot of people. Um, I remember you talking about um, how hard you guys were working on like outdoor dining and stuff like that and what a priority that was for you guys. And you were working with, with restaurants all over the city on that. And that was just really, I thought, really important. Well, and I think that's an, an important aspect for your listening audience to know about Visit Modesto is that we are a border-to-border -border organization. North Modesto, East Modesto, South Modesto, and downtown are all parts of Modesto. Um, we rely on Stanislaus County as an You mean amenity. downtown isn't the only part of Modesto? Uh, nothing personal, oh, but that would oh, be absolutely oh, correct. Okay. Not Got personal it. to you. Oh. I mean, personal, I, I know that there are a lot of groups and organizations <laughs> that, uh, might be upset about that, but you know, I, I think Crow's Landing Road is like its own downtown, just culturally, we often don't get there. Um, and it's a shame. So yeah. Where's the best meat markets in Modesto? Uh, you know, they're kind of spread all over because there's, the, the meat, the, the butcher that is on the west side, there's the butcher in uh, McHenry Village, there's the, gosh, there's like six I of them just in think South the one, Modesto. I think the ones in Crow's Landing are the best, personally, but. Yeah, there's, there's like six of them down there. Yeah, I mean, it's you great. go in there and there's like, there's like 10 guys back behind the counter, like, you know, just slicing and dicing all day. It's fantastic. And they know what they're doing and they, they, they're meticulous about the work. It's great. So hey, another thing you worked on a little bit um, that actually is now um, winning awards, national awards, is the Almond Blossom Cruise. What's that all about? 
You know, it, it was uh, something that my wife and I uh, created for the two of us about 10 years ago that when the almond orchards would blossom, we'd jump in the convertible on the nicest two weekends and we'd do a west side tour one weekend. We'd do an east side tour one weekend and stop at the farm sands and the restaurants and take pictures and just really enjoy the beauty of the area. Um, when I became affiliated with Visit Modesto, uh, a buddy of mine came to visit from Asheville, North Carolina. And this is a guy with 50 mile views off the Blue Ridge Parkway. And he was here for, the, for my uh, inaugural Almond Blossom Cruise. And he said, Todd, why doesn't the world know about this? Uh, so we really stepped it up and created uh, a program that we could communicate to the drive market fit perfect for the pandemic because you don't have to get out of your car except for gas and the restroom and to go eat in a restaurant on a patio at the time. Um, and we started marketing the mid-February to mid-March Almond Blossom Cruise back in the beginning of December. And we worked with Visit California and promoted it to their worldwide audience. And so did you, we, so you, um, so what you're saying is you like sent out press releases to the newspaper and, um, and to the television station and then, and then it just happened, right? Actually, um, you know, that doesn't work like it used to anymore. Oh, it doesn't so work we, that way anymore? You have to do yeah, something different? You know, yeah. Heaven forbid, you yeah. have to do something different. You, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, Can I you know educate about me on what you actually do to, to do that? Um, so going back to our little fun digital <laughs> conversation, um, what was really cool is as we redeveloped our website, we were able to analyze who was looking at our website and what cities they were coming from and what parts of our website they were using from different cities. So when so we you get data of people, actual people that are coming and interested in Modesto and visiting Modesto. Yeah, I have bad news. I'm a data geek. And yeah. um, it's for some people that's really boring. I just can't get enough data on a daily basis. So we, we ran a program with Visit California. They have 180,000 contacts in their worldwide database. And we paid to have uh, an email go to that database. And we tracked every click, what city they were coming from and what parts of our website they were going to. We promoted five different things from outdoor dining to the Almond Blossom Cruise. Once we identified where people were looking at the Almond Blossom Cruise from, we flipped that into a social media marketing campaign targeted at each of those areas. Um, and in a very short amount of time, we were able to turn the visitors to our website from the nine cities of Stanislaus County being in the top 10 to only Modesto being in the top 10 and San Diego and San Francisco and Sacramento and Orange County making it to the top 10. And then we just barraged those regions with social media ads about the crews and the pictures. Um, and then it became organic when people started coming out to see it. Um, we did some radio promotion as well, because just like this show, people are tuned into streaming radio. Yeah, they sure are. But did you, you had to spend like, I don't know, how many million dollars did you have to spend to do that? Yeah, we spent less than $15,000 on the whole program. Exactly. So what you're saying is that if you have good data, a good idea, and you actually know where to spend your money, you don't need a million dollars to effectively market you know, your city and your, and your attractions in your city. 
as long as you know how to analyze the data and really work within the data, you have a good marketing team that can execute the, the programs. We're fortunate to have a really good marketing team. Well, and that's why um, you guys were um, a finalist. The Almond Blossom Cruise was a finalist um, in the Destiny Destiny Awards that was created by the U.S. Travel Association this year. Yeah, so that congratulations was really on that. Thank you. That was really, really exciting to put Modesto on the national tourism map and be recognized with, within the industry, but also outside the industry. The judges are from advertising agencies and corporations and educational institutions. So uh, that, that was exciting for Modesto to get that recognition. But the key, most importantly, Chris, was the business that we had during that period. Um, we came out of the second lockdown, the 3rd or 4th of February, went right into Almond Blossom Cruise and the hotels were running 70 and 80% and the restaurants were busy. And, uh, you know, Roden Ranch was running out of parking space and Robert's Ferry Nut Company had lines on Yosemite all the way out uh, at, as you're headed to LaGrange. So it was a beautiful thing to see and it was a community partnership. Yeah, and that's that's what we're going for is that when you have a good idea and you know who to send that good idea to and it doesn't jive with the conventional narrative about our city, uh, all of a sudden you've got a bunch of people with a positive attitude about what we've got going on and excited about what we have going on. And boy, I mean, I just wanna see more of that. So I'm really excited to, um, to continue exploring this conversation with you, Todd, because we do have to take a break here on the Better Modesto Show here on Power Talk 1360 AM KFIV or on your iHeartRadio app. I'm your host, Chris Rickey. My co-host is Jim Applegate. The person slamming the door is my son, Connor. And my guest today is the CEO of Visit Modesto, Todd Aronson. When we return here on Better Modesto, we're going to be talking a little bit about Modesto Taco Quest. Welcome back to the Better Modesto show here on Power Talk 1360 AM KFIV or radio app. I'm your host, Chris Rickey. I'm also the council person representing District 3 here in the city of Modesto. My co-host, Jim Applegate, is here in spirit, but he is actually on sabbatical right now. Uh, my guest today, Todd Aronson, the CEO of Visit Modesto. Welcome back to the show, Todd. Thanks, Chris. So, Back, I don't know, a couple of months ago, we were talking and we came up with this idea about, because we talk sometimes, Todd and I, it's, I annoy him and call him, you know, a couple of times a month to find out what he's up to. Um, but we were talking about this new thing that they're doing called Modesto Taco Quest. So Todd, can you tell me a little bit about this idea and how this is going to work and what it's all about? Great. Uh, thanks, Chris. And first for the listening audience, not launched yet, but stay tuned. But here's here's the concept. Oh, but um, the pre-launch is great. Let's just get let's like build up that anticipation. Right, right. Um, you you are a knight of tacos and you and your squires, squire, squire and your uh, I, I have squires and squiresses. Yes. And all those. And you're going to go on a quest to slay the tacos throughout the city. Well, Something you know, like that? The, the, 
the cool thing is we have a lot of food trucks in Modesto and the majority of them are taco trucks. Uh, and as you and I were kicking around a couple ideas, this thing, it, it, there's a taco trail and like Kansas City has a, a taco trail. And I don't usually associate Missouri with tacos. It kind of didn't click, but definitely not good tacos. Uh, but it's a famous taco trail now because they had good marketing behind it. But what I didn't want to do for Modesto was to do I had a something taco in Atlanta last year. And it was, it was not good. It was the worst taco I'd ever had in my life. Yeah. Atlanta's like barbecue. Like, isn't that what you're I'm supposed Missouri, to do? There? Why Kansas don't you have a taco? City is like the barbecue capital of the world, man. Hey, now I, they're claiming tacos. I don't think so. Sorry. Right. Go ahead. Tell me about Modesto. And, we didn't want to do what everybody else is doing. We wanted to do something unique because unique is what's appealing to visitors or the people driving up and down 99 and things they can hear like Modesto loves dogs. That's a cool city. They like dogs. You know, they got a taco quest. They got this. They got that. That's what makes people stop here. So first we identified all of the food trucks in the city. And we also turned around and identified what is authentic Mexican cuisine and all of the authentic Mexican restaurants. And what we wanted, what we wanted to do was first see how many people were going to click onto our authentic Mexican uh, web links, as well as the taco uh, truck links to see who's looking at us. But the hardest part in getting you're going back to the data thing. Heaven forbid, heaven forbid. I like that. That's Not, a good call, though. So like, yeah, some no, good thinking going on there. Yeah. Anytime we launch an initiative, we're probably putting about four or five months of geek research uh, and test data out on the market to see what's working with people and what's not. So we even ran some uh, ads socially and digitally, and now we're doing some uh, ads on Google about to find out who's really clicking and what type of language uh, the words we use are making people click into those areas of our website, specifically for tacos. Um, Have you thought about goal... doing a press release uh, to the newspaper <laughs> or to television stations? Well, we, we do notify the local paper of the things we are doing as they're launched, but generically press releases um, unless they're specific, Wired Magazine, Fast Company, Wall Street Journal business articles. That, otherwise, press, press releases aren't having the impact because I don't know Man, people Tom's reading just, the paper. Leaving, it's like it's going right by me. It's flying by me, Todd. Yeah, no, that train is running forward <sighs> fast wow. and furious. Speaking of fast and furious, this weekend, don't forget, furiously oh, fast weekend in Modesto. wait for that. So the taco quest, what we want to do. How's my Cadillac create... fill into that? Can I? You think it's fast and furious? Um, I, it's probably faster than me. Fair enough. It needs new struts. Anyway, let's continue well, to talk about some more taco fest here. Wait a second. We got to go back down the struts thing because you know if you need new struts, that ties into the Modesto city streets. So should I be interviewing you here on, uh, no, okay. We don't have to go there. All right, fair Sorry. enough. Sorry, yeah. So <laughs> no, but the Taco Twist Quest is a great idea. I love the fact that you're like, we've been talking about this for almost a year now, but I like the fact that you're being very deliberate and doing the research, finding the data. And cause then I think we can feel confident that next year, you know, 
when um, the Destiny Awards comes back around again, the US Travel Association is gonna go, yeah, well, Modesta did this Taco Quest thing a little differently. And I think that makes me have a lot of confidence in what you're doing there. Yeah, you know, there was a, uh, when I was a young whippersnapper and living in New Jersey, there's an island off the Jersey shore called Long Beach Island. And there was a quest of going to all the bars and having one cocktail in a night. And at the end of the quest, and it was actually called the quest, uh, you would get a t-shirt. Uh, so our idea is to create something within the taco quest with the taco trucks where people can check in using their mobile phone uh, so that they will use digital information, which will be able to capture the data right. and know more about them yeah. and their friends. Mm -hmm. Geek, 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 data geek yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but then reward people for the more the more places that they stop at. So it could be shirts. It could be free food um we're we're just going to gamify the whole process and go through deliberately the most important part really at the end of the day is working within the cultural community that provides the food um so we're we're think, bringing yeah. some partners i think that's in. one of the things i'm most excited about in terms of the Destu taco quest is the opportunity for people to you know check out taco trucks and in neighborhoods that maybe they haven't had tacos in before right? right like that's gonna be so cool i think that's the the most important part for those of us that like to hit the taco trucks around town they are literally all over town in parts you wouldn't expect them and great ones are everywhere yeah i mean and that's that's like what's gonna be super neat is you're gonna be you know showing up wow i didn't know there was a taco truck here and oh my god the taco trucks are delicious the talk about the taco trucks the tacos are absolutely delicious um yeah i was you know like, think of it yeah. like tacos near me if you plug it in you know because of the way we're setting up our um database on google uh you'll be able to search that yeah i mean like i would go because i work downtown obviously um go to the taco trucks on 8th street a lot and they're really great but you know i've also gone to the ones um there's one just off Crow's Landing and I was just getting off the freeway there and I saw a taco truck randomly there and I stopped and like, it was really, really good too, right? So I, I can know. name about six gas stations that have taco trucks in them and every single one of those six trucks serves awesome tacos. And a couple of them are on Crow's Landing Road. You got another one on Kansas. There was one on you Kansas got... by the 76 station. That's pretty good. Well, you got the one at the Chevron right at the freeway. Oh, that's what I'm talking one... about, the Chevron. That's yeah, yeah, and you got the one at the Chevron out at Carpenter. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then, and actually, there's one at, often at the Chevron on, uh, and I'm not a Chevron commercial here, don't get me wrong. I just happen to see the taco trucks. They must have big parking lots at Chevron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, so the big question that, you know, you're, that you're kind of dancing around, and, and you don't have to give me a full answer on this, man, but like, when do you think we're going to get our Modesto Taco Quest? Or just a ballpark? Uh, so the good news is we're preparing right now. We're building it, actually, is we're making an annual Modesto passport that will change seasonally. You'll be able to have one app on your phone that will change every quarter and give you all the deals in town. 
inside of that, we're going to be building the taco quest so it can evolve through the year. We can add, take away, do different prizes. Uh, and we plan on launching this before the holidays this year. Like for Christmas, be like stuff your stocking with tacos like that. Um, well, it's not going to be only about tacos, but it's going to be all about get mo cheer, go on a taco quest and explore Modesto. So think of it, we're going to be- Happy St. Patrick's Day. Here's a four-leaf clover of tacos. No, well, that, not, that's kind there. of the idea that yeah. if we're, if, if we're going to be trying to bring people in to go ice skating and shopping right. and hitting downtown um, during the holidays, let's send them on a taco quest too, because they're going to remember it and come back again and again and again. I love it. All right. Well, that we got to take a break here on the Better Vanessa Show. I'm your host, Chris Rickey. We're here on Power Talk 1360 AM. We're also on your iHeartRadio app. My co-host is Jim Applegate. My guest today, the CEO of Visit Modesto, Todd Aronson. When we come back, we're going to be talking about American Graffiti and how that went this year here on Better Modesto. Chris Rickey here on Power Talk 1360 AM, KF. IV or on your iHeartRadio app. My co-host is Jim Applegate. My guest today is the CEO of Visit Modesto, Todd Aronson. Todd, welcome Chris. back to the show. Thanks. It's good to have you, man. It's really good to have you. Um, so this last weekend was a big traditional weekend in Modesto. Kind of weird. It was in August, not in June. It's a little strange. Um, but I guess with COVID, that was kind of the choice we had. I'm really glad we had it. Um, I know that you were, you know, you visit Modesto was real involved in graffiti this year. How'd that go for you guys? I think first and foremost, the team at North Modesto, Qantas, the Mid Valley Chevy Club, the Modesto Area Street Rod Association, those ladies and gentlemen put out a lot of work to be able to pull off uh, a, a program that got canceled last year, delayed this year, and almost delayed again. Uh, and, and I can only applaud them. Uh, so in the face of adversity, we, we actually had a great event. Yeah, it looked like there were a lot of cars there. It looked like there were a fair amount of people. Um, it seemed like it went pretty well. Um, but what do you think? Do you think it's strengthening maybe? Were people like really ready for it to be back? Do you think that, how do you think, how do you think the future of this event is? What is the future of American graffiti? Well, okay. I'm going to tell you a secret. You can't tell anybody. Okay. A secret on the radio. All right. I'll, a I'll secret on the radio. are sealed. Okay. So we um, engaged with a company this year that literally is tracking and comparing Graffiti Weekend this year to Graffiti Weekend in 2019 with how many people came to town using um, mobile data off a cell phone geolocation um, and where people go, where did they go after the parade in 2019 and where did they go after the parade this year? Where did they go after the show down at Muni uh, last time and where they went this year? and how many people participated. Um, we're actually gonna be comparing the data from the hotels as well, uh, occupancy for the weekend, 
Um, so rather than spitball right now and make a guesstimate, um, shh, don't tell anybody we're going to use data, Chris. Data and I'll have again. an answer. Foiled by data. No, I'll I, have an answer I think for you really probably. Important. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really good. And it, well, I, you know, a lot of taxpayer money goes into this, not just the marketing dollars from our organization and other organizations and the human labor that goes into it, but the tax dollars our city puts into it. So with the support of the city, we've been able to procure some of these data an analysis programs um, to be able to, to make a fair and intelligent statement. Um, and we should have all that data sometime in October. That's great. Yeah, that's good. It's really going to be important. I mean, do you have an idea at least of like the hotel occupancy of what that looked like? It's hard. The Delta variant is a game changer. So I've been watching the national trends on hotels and occupancy has been going down 3% a week every week for five weeks. And here in Modesto, we've gone down one and a half percent a week every week for five weeks. And this was a goofy weekend. You know, Delta variant was on top of people's minds. So uh, it's hard to compare apples to apples in, in such a unique climate. Yeah, I mean, we've been getting data at City Hall about the Delta variant, and it's pretty, uh, it's pretty terrifying, really. Um, but I also, I like how people are just trying to live through it, you know, just trying to live their lives too. Yeah. yeah. What I thought was cool when I went around downtown on Friday night during the parade is people respected each other's space. Um, usually it's very, very crowded. I saw people spreading out a lot more and not standing on top of each other, looking for, for more, more space where they could visibly um, see what was going by. Uh, and I saw a lot of happy people and they they were young and old um, and not so young and not so old. So, uh, you know, it, it, I, I think it went well, all things considered, but, you know, uh, numbers will tell the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've had some pretty drastic COVID numbers going. Um, but it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we can blame anything particular on it, especially with the, the time it takes for that whole thing to, for the, to come through. But how did you feel overall about our diversity and ages and cultures kind of a graffiti? Did you feel like it's um, representing the whole community? Um, that's a great question. I hadn't looked at it in that perspective. Uh, I don't. Well, I'm asking the so. question more like in terms of the future of graffiti, right? Like if we want this, like I look at graffiti, like it's a giant, like, oil reserve we have underneath the city and it's something that we can use kind of like what you're doing with the almond blossom it's a natural resource that we right. can draw from to draw people to visit our city and so it's not um i just i'm just wondering if we're successfully drawing the people the younger generations because if we aren't able to inspire them through american graffiti it could be um it could really be a loss for our community i think so you bring up a great point, and I think that's one of the reasons that I wanted to get all the data on this, because I believe that we as a community, both North Modesto, Kiwanis, who's really, their mission is to drive um, income for local nonprofits through this program. Um, I, I think that 
having data and then sitting down in October with the city and the organizations that created American Graffiti Festival and Car Show, as well as our organization, and say, what are our goals for the future? Here's what the numbers are telling us. This is what the data is. But truly, what are our goals as a community so that we can hone in on what that mission is and make it better to cross-generational, cross-ethnic lines um, for the future of, of having a, a, an American Graffiti Festival and Car Show or Graffiti Summer, which are all the events of Graffiti Summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of that, so kind of going into that, um, tell me a little bit about the Fast and Furious weekend. What's that all about? So we we wanted to have add a little twist to Graffiti Summer and skew a little bit young. And we were kicking around ideas. We were like, well, the cars, Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious 9 was coming out in June. And we said, we got together with the State Theater and they were fantastic to work with. And they're putting on all eight movies of the Fast and Furious franchise, the first eight. Uh, you can buy a ticket to all of them for $69, get a little passport with a Vinnie Toronto license. Wow. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. So there's there's two movies a night or you can just go to them individually if you want. Right. Right. Um, but and then we added to that component. We have Grammy winner Julius Melendez and his all star band uh, coming to town on Saturday night during the festival. They're going to play for free in 10th Street Plaza from five to eight. Um, and what, what's really cool is there's going to be 11 different Grammys represented on stage at once in downtown for free. Love it. All right, so we got two minutes left on our show today. Give me just a quick overview of everything else. And this is a hard question. You're kind of excited about that you're doing a visit Modesto that you want to share with the audience. I'm really excited about the future because we're going to be putting together, we're going to, we're going to find the agricultural heritage of Modesto with visitation. And really not just the Almond Blossom Cruise, but next year we want to develop a true agricultural experience, food, wine, spirits, cooking, and, and make it a place that people wanna to go to learn about food, learn about where food comes from, celebrate stone fruit, go to the farm stands so that everybody knows that, you know, produce doesn't come from Safeway, it comes from Modesto. Absolutely. What about brownies? Do they come from Modesto? Uh, you know, I'm coming to your house for brownies. <laughs> Do you have milk to go? I have almond milk. Is that okay? I love almond milk. I have it every day in my coffee. It's delicious. All right. All right, Todd. Well, man, it has been so good talking to you today here on the Better Modesto Show. You're, you're going to come back and talk to us some more, right? You bet. I had a blast. That went by fast. Yeah, man. And and furious. And, and furious. And only $69. So get your tickets now. To All, eight all eight movies. All eight movies. Man, I don't know if I've watched eight movies this entire year. That's that's it's impressive. It's two a night for four nights. It's 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 not a Netflix binge. That's a lot. It's a lot of nights in a row, man. I don't know how my three year old would get my three year old. I don't know if I want them to see all eight of the movies. I just want to know if you're going to get a hall pass for it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not watching eight Fast and Furious movies one week, dude. <laughs> I don't even know if I've seen one. I'm, I'm way out of the demographic. All right. Anyway, we got to wrap it up here on the Better Vanessa <laughs> Show. 
Thanks so much for listening here on Power Talk 1360 AM KFIV, also on your iHeartRadio app. I'm your host, Chris Rickey. My co-host is Jim Applegate. Please come home soon, Jim. We can't wait to see you again. My guest today has been Todd Aronson, the CEO of Visit Modesto. And we'll see you next week here on Power Talk.